Do you get that Friday feeling, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. It's Pep versus Jose in the Prem, and Chelsea are off to Newcastle. It's Friday, 20th of November. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Andy Grassell. And I'm Luke Moore. Welcome, one and all, to your fabulous Friday. Oh, yes, it's going to be a good one, Andy Brassel, you smiling beast. Um, Andy, another excellent episode of On the Continent yesterday, I, I might uh, uh, say before we get going. Oh, give thank those, you. Give those listeners a flavour of what you covered yesterday. Well, of course, uh, me and Dotton and Nicky Bandini, who joined us this week, delved in to what happened behind um, Spain 6, Germany 0. Beyond the headlines, beyond uh, This Is A Love... Which which was in The Guardian. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. And um, we had uh, Musa Kronga came up with uh, Let's Talk About Zex. For nice. Those, uh, yeah, again. For, yeah. for the bilingual, which was excellent. But we, we go uh, deeper than the headlines. We talk about that. We talk about uh, Norway's uh, quarantine argument for, with the rest of the world that is extending um, beyond the international break. And the new Atalanta. And if you want to know who the new Atalanta are, mm-hmm. you're going to have to tune in uh, and, and listen. Or you can find some of their products that knocked off prices at that website we often talk about Andy. exactly Marcus <laughs> <laughs> but we're not going to give them a free plug are we we're not <laughs> um, no well that sounds bloody marvellous uh, do search uh, Football Ramble Presents wherever you get your pods and subscribe so you never miss an episode so you never think to yourself oh too late too late will be the well it's not too late because you can it's recorded they're all online you can go back and yeah. listen to the ones at the start the, the key season. thing is though you only have to press the button once just once you haven't got to keep pressing the listen yeah if you Don't press it twice pressing. then it will unsubscribe and you've done yeah. uh, undone your exactly um, uh, easy work and by Andy's hard work <laughs> as well the, the bottom line is I and, and on Andy's work yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't want you getting a sore finger during yeah. lockdown 2 yeah. that's the bottom line so just press so, it once the working title from the continent was we've given Andy his own show to stop him talking about European football so much <laughs> how's that working out for you <laughs> not really that well to be honest <laughs> well Andy the international break is over much to the glee of everybody with a Twitter account other than myself you're still banging that drum uh, well it's finished it has finished no but you're still banging the international football drum all I I just saw the other day that, that Gareth Southgate was saying that the players are really looking forward to the next international break and they can't wait for it. They have to wait, wouldn't they? Well, they will have to wait. Four months or something. Oh, my it? goodness, they're on the same page as me. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's going to work out for me and you, Marcus, because I, I've heard what the tentative plan is for Euro 2020. Oh, yeah. is they're not going to let any spectators in apart from me and you. Now yeah. you're talking. Because yeah. we supported them the whole way. Absolutely yeah. right. I, 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 the, the way Marcus is painting a picture here where Gareth Southgate is saying that the players at the end of international break are going, oh, please don't let me go back I, don't, oh, I hate going I hate going to stay at dads yeah. I want to stay at mums it's not happening mm, they well, can't wait to get back uh, unconfirmed reports of, of, of Delhi Ali saying before the international break please Gareth take me with you <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, but we shall see the answer was no <laughs> for now yeah um, uh, so we shall see what the young man can do probably not too much but because Spurs are playing Manchester City this weekend and it does rekindle that uh, that rivalry between Pep Guardiola and, and Jose Mourinho which of course has, has died down in, in recent years and, and whatnot. But Andy, could it be could there be a little bit more spice? Guardiola's just extended his contract, of course, and and Spurs are above Manchester City in the table, and Mourinho will be well aware of that. Oh yes he will. <laughs> and um dare I say that a Spurs win would be so much better for the aftermatch press conference. Of course. I th- I think that's fair to say, isn't it? Mm. Although, you know, you do get a a, a bit of Jose Salt, if it doesn't go his way, it'll be interesting either way. I feel quite strongly that, that, that Spurs are favourites for this. 
actually. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know where, where we are. because of the with... home advantage? <laughs> yeah, that'll be it. <laughs> I, I really don't know where we are with Manchester City at the moment. And, of course, everyone's wondering, really, what this Guardiola contract extension is is telling us. Well, because... it's telling us that, that Luke Moore and his predictions are wrong. For what the time my, being, what was my prediction? you said um, that Pochettino oh, yeah. will be in by Christmas. Yeah, I may have made up that last ho- bit. No, I was kind of hoping that you would do me a disservice there, but you haven't. Uh, I, it's, it's I terrible. think he has done you a disservice. The, the fact that the intense, intensely weird peanut head yeah. has extended his contract <laughs> is terrible news for those of us who uh, predicted that Pochettino would come in yeah. at City and it's already been mm-hmm. agreed behind the scenes then Guardiola would leave after this season yeah. and, the, and the coronation of Pochettino would follow. Uh, my, my theory has been torpedoed out of the water. It's been blown to pieces. But you, you know what? And I don't I know think, what, I'm going to have to make up something else now. Yeah. If, if you look at this, and I think the, the, the headline doesn't really tell the truth, going back to headlines here, because um, you know he, he's extended his contract, so he's contracted to the club until 2023 in less. I mean, it's not. It's kind of what I would call a Theo Walcott extension. Right. Do you remember when he right. was getting ready to sign the thing yeah. at, at Arsenal, and he signed that three-year deal, which wasn't the "I love you and I'm going to stay forever." It was this is our mutual safe space. Mm. This will work for us at that point in time, mm-hmm. but we're not tied for each other to ever, uh, forever. And this is, I mean, it's it's not exactly a two-year extension, is it? It's a one plus one. Yeah. So there's an option Mm. to take it to 2023. Well, the quote he said, Andy, was, uh, we've had long talks this week together. We put forward both sides to continue or not. I mean, that's always the case, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, In any sort of negotiation. Well, take that as red. (laughs) (laughs) What actually happened? He he put them both forward. I can leave or I can stay. Well, which one are you more enthusiastic about? Do people normally say that in contract negotiations? Normally contract negotiations, certainly the way that they're Mm. told to us as people listening as fans or through Mm. the media is is very much, oh, well, there was was never any doubt about this. We always wanted to extend it. I never wanted to leave this club. Mm. Where's, Where's that in this? Yeah, I know what you mean. Well, he goes on, he went on to say, in the end, we decided that it's best for all of us to continue. It's not the sort of inspiring stuff if you're a Man City fan no. that you want, you want to hear because we still have the feeling there is unfinished business and there's still something to do. It's called the Champions League, Mr Guardiola, of course. But, it's, I mean, Luke, that does, does that, what does that quote say to you? Well, it says to me that there, um, you know, what I'd like to bring to the table here is, is, is that there's a player that Guardiola has been linked, intrinsically linked with, mm-hmm throughout his uh, recent career as a manager. Mm. Um, and it comes up again and again when we hear about Guardiola signing extensions to his contract at City, as we've had over the last 24 hours. And every, on everyone's lips, we are wondering if that player is going to join Guardiola at Man City. Um, Nathan I mean, Redmond. I mean, I, I, yeah. <laughs> and, and if Nathan Redmond can join him, I know Nathan Redmond's yeah. also under contract at Southampton until 2023, but if Nathan Redmond can join him, yeah. it would be uh-huh. a really big bonus for Man City as part of their rebuild. Well, okay, so if you're part of the rebuild, you've got Nathan Redmond on one flank. Yeah. Who are you going to have on the other? <laughs> he can switch. Yeah. <laughs> Is the situation going to get a little messy, Andy? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's messy. That's, the, that's the talk. Messi's out of contract, what, in the summer? Yes. So is he coming? As has Guardiola had, given that Guardiola's got a whole ex-Barcelona hierarchy mm. around him, and part of the reason he feels so mm-hmm. happy at Man City is because he feels like it's a home from home, is the next step, big Lionel Messi. Well, Andy, and I'll just before, I'll, I'll, on the back of Luke's question, I'll put it to you. I'll put both situations to you. Is he going to go or is he not going to go? <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> Messi, not Redmond. 
<laughs> like Redmond, we know already. I mean, yeah. there's, there's no point even discussing that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have huge difficulty believing it could happen. Ooh. If I was Pep Guardiola, I would be extremely wary of it, though. If I was going to um, rebuild, and he does have to rebuild Manchester City to a certain extent, and you had to wonder when you were talking about the possibility of him leaving. Mm. Does he necessarily have the appetite for that? I mean, people saying that he's never rebuilt anything before and, you know, everything's been handed to him on a plate are completely either forgetting or ignorant of the situation he took over at Barcelona. Absolutely right. When yeah. he had to do some pruning of some very powerful, mm-hmm. high-profile players, uh, when he brought some others through and made them cornerstones. You look at Piquet and Busquets. Mm-hmm. Um, and also they forget his first season at Man City as well. Yeah, abs- abs- absolutely. And Pedro. Don't forget Pedro. Yeah, he little, came in. Pedro. Everyone remembers Pedro. Yeah, all right. Great contribution. Yeah. yeah. Pedro had an amazing situation once where at one point where he'd won more trophies and he'd lost games. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he win six trophies in his first season or something? Like the first the first time ever anyone's done that. It's pretty fantastic. It's amazing, and I do. I do think that um, you know it's, it's good to have him around. He's he's um, Guardiola or Pedro or Andy. Um, definitely not Andy. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. How I'm dare you. Can we talk about Mourinho though? Uh, can, before, oh, I, we, before we do, I want to go back and finish the the messy point because yes. I think if you look at you know, it's so difficult to say no to the best player in the world mm. if you've got that opportunity. Yeah. And it speaks volumes for the relationship you have with him and all the rest of it. But if you look at the Cristiano Ronaldo situation, I'm not comparing them as players or any of that stuff. Who do you think's better? But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, if you look at how it's gone for Juventus, without Ronaldo getting anything wrong on the pitch, he's been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Building it around... Mm an advanced timeline player, it, it's, it's, it's super complicated. Yeah. It's, it's not the way to rebuild. And that, I think the pressure to do that is going to outweigh any common sense ultimately. Because so, they do what Rangers did with, try to do with Ronaldo. Oh, yeah. The original Ronaldo. You only have to play games against Man United and, and Man United. Liverpool. Well, Manchester City. Oh, sorry. Manchester. I think you about yeah. the Rangers contract. Robin Van Persie. Well, the Rangers... Yeah, well, exactly. Similar type of thing. The Rangers offered to the original yeah, Ronaldo. Was, you only have to play old firm games and Champions yeah. League games, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and what they could say to Messi is you only have to play games against Man United and Liverpool mm. and Champions League games mm. and that'll be fine. Yeah. We'll see, in Sounds Wings, fair. we'll see in Wings Restaurant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to seal the deal. <laughs> uh, on, on, the reason I wanted to bring in Mourinho is just because it's, I think today is the first year anniversary of his appointment. It is. So he's been there a year already, which has flown by. Yeah. Statistically, they've been the third best team in the Premier League in that time, behind just Man City and Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's re- the reason it's really interesting. I think is because as I've, as I've mentioned, I think a few of us have mentioned over the last few weeks on the show, the Premier League seems because of the circumstances seems like uniquely mm-hmm. positioned for someone to go out there and just grab it and say, Do you know what, we want the title this mm. season. Well, Jürgen, Jürgen Klopp said it's, there's eight teams involved in the title. He's officially blown the title race. How many open. of those are on the verge? Well, for me, it's just one. Yeah. Um, Spurs. Well, the team who are currently top end. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, carry on. Sorry. No, I was just, just going to say, and so, and so you, you think with Mourinho, all Mourinho's experience of, of 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 being at the top of the game for so long, what he's been able to do actually, mm. when because it's been a year he's there. When Pochettino left, the, mm. the, the chat was, well, the team are at the end of their cycle. Yeah. They need something new. They need fresh blood. Now, of course, he's made some signings and some players have come in and freshened the place up. Yeah, but he's, not, he's not really rebuilt it. No. And I think he's done he's bloody well, actually. It. Yeah, he's done bloody well. Mm. No, no one's conceded a few goals in the Premier League in this season. Um, I think only uh, Chelsea have scored more. 
they're, they're kind of, as much as a Mourinho team can, mm. they're kind of flying a little bit under the radar because everyone's talking about whether Liverpool can defend or Man City defend the title or mm. whether Man City can, can, can come along and take it back. I wouldn't be writing them off, I'm telling you. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've, a lot has been said about Mourinho, of course, and that, it will always be said about Mourinho. And that's he just is, his Instagram feed. I was going to say, yeah. we'll do a whole show, perhaps <laughs> yeah. we will at some point. But, you know, the man's absolute box office, as, as we know. And yeah, we, we, many people were saying, is he a busted flush? You know, when he, when he, when he took over at Spurs, you know, uh, and, and, and that season, I mean, them sort of celebrating, sort of just nipping into the Europa League. You know, a lot of people, us included, had a little bit of a, a, a laugh at that, you know, how the mighty have fallen and so on. Although you see what he was doing, he wanted European football in some capacity to show the kind of ambition and size He's of the club. He's doing the Porto comparison, isn't he? When they yeah. when they, when they snuck into the the Europa League in his, his his first half season in charge, then went on to win it. Right enough. Then steps stepping stone to exactly. win Champions League, etc., yeah. etc. But I mean, do you think Mourinho? Mm. You, I mean, what do you think of him? Because he has made that team better, and he has re-energized them, and that is he that has. is a, that is a bit of a, as an achievement. I mean, it's early days so far, but exactly, yeah. it's early days. And yeah. ju- judging him on the the opening of what is a uniquely weird season. When people were saying he was, you know, possibly a busted flush, like less than six months ago, I think is a is a bit of a leap. I think but, we we have to wait and see a little bit. But do you think people wanted to say that though? Because because he what, gives it, he's, a, he's a busted. Flush. Well, because he gives it the big one, and he and he and he, you know, he's hoisted by his own. No, I don't, I don't think when when you look at some of the football that Spurs played last season, mm. um, I don't, before we even get to the results. I don't think that was unreasonable. No, but I think I, I think when you combine it with what happened in the in, in the last couple of jobs as as well, I mean the fact is Mourinho is always going to be living on the edge, particularly because of the sort of football that mm-hmm. he, he likes to play. Because but also you, the stuff he says, the the, the quotes you, and so on. Sure, but like never mind that. Just think about the the, the football. T- take away the whole Amazon side of it, mm. and if you just think about the the, the football. Spurs played some borderline unwatchable football the last season, compared particularly to with the way that expectations have been raised in, mm-hmm. in, in recent years. And the fact is, if the results aren't there, there's very little left to defend. And that is something that I think he accepts and I think that he understands. Now, of course, because he's got exceptional attacking players outside of that, and that's before we even add Gareth Bale, they, the, the players can step outside of that for him and they can take a bit of a pre- the pressure off him by mm. doing their stuff, which they have been to an extent this season, especially the, the relationship between Son and Kane, which is absolutely outstanding. If you can add Bale to that and Bale can contribute in some way, then fantastic. And I, I noticed that like a lot of people building up to this game are super hopeful for Gareth Bale. All of a sudden, you know, they feel he's... We've seen a bit more from him in Wales. He's growing into it. Yeah, he's finding a, a little bit more. I mean, who'd have thought that games would get a player fit? I mean, that's always a, <laughs> always a problem, isn't it, though, for um, a superstar who's had a difficult time coming into the Premier League. I mean, you can compare it, I think, to a certain extent to, say, Radamel Falcao when he mm-hmm. came to um, Manchester United and Chelsea. The, the fact is, after his injury and after a spell of inactivity, he needed a row of games to get him fit. And he was never going to get that at Manchester United. And that has been the problem with Spurs because they've got a lot of other high quality attacking options. Mm -hmm. You've thought, where is the run of games going to come for him Mm. to play himself into form? Because, you know, that's something that Harry Kane has always done, isn't it? Played himself into form. He refuses to rest and he, he plays through minor injuries and, 
bad spells when he's when he's not in great nick and all that mm. sort of stuff. And Bale didn't really have the opportunity to do that for himself. So maybe he's one of the very few players out there for whom the international break has actually worked quite well. Mm. Yeah, quite possibly. I just I just think it's last season the Premier League was a shutout. It took mm. till the twenty seventh game or something for Liverpool to lose a game. <laughs> they dropped two points in their first twenty odd games. They've already been beaten seven two this season. And it's as wide open as I've seen it this season. Mm. And it's there for someone to go and take an opportunity. And I wouldn't be massively surprised, given a lot of what Andy said there, but a lot of the form that some of the players are in at Spurs mm. and the way that he strengthened. If it's them, Luke, you mentioned uh, Mourinho's Instagram for or one of you. Um, apparently, yeah. there's there's a video on there outlining uh, Mourinho's seven Instagram tips. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. It's four and a half minutes long. Yeah, I was saving it for the week. And yeah, um, uh, probably in, watch it at half time in this game. <laughs> there's a photo of him eating popcorn. Yeah, um, he revealed he was watching uh, Legend, the the the, the crazy oh, the craze movie. I can't wait for sure. That's amazing. Yeah, was he really he was watching it? Yeah. Oh, great. Do you Good think stuff. that's what he's going to say to Guardiola? If Guardiola like they don't put up much of a fight, Spurs just breeze past him. He's going to get angry. Directly feels some sort of product loyalty to Tom Hardy, given his big role in All or Nothing. Yeah, yeah, maybe they become pals. I, I don't reckon. Is Tom Hardy even a football fan? I don't, I don't know, but I, he's exactly the sort of person I could imagine being mates with Jose Mourinho. Do you remember, if yeah. we go back a few years and you had the ice bucket challenge, yeah. Yeah. and the weirdest thing with that was when you had to nominate the, the three people to do it, he nominated his good friend Brian Adams. Yeah, I know, that was weird. That was Pele McHucknell-esque, that. Oh, Come from what? nowhere. Yeah, um, yeah I, I do remember Mourinho saying that. It was weird, really weird. I <laughs> love that. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, let's move on to Newcastle versus uh, Chelsea. Um, uh, Frankie Lampard's boys uh, going up there looking for uh, another victory. Um, I mean, Lampard... Oh, sorry, they've just hit me microphone. It's it's very, exci- very excited. Very excited. There's some <laughs> yeah. quotes from Frank Lampard. My goodness, ladies and gentlemen. It's like 2010 all over again. Um, he's been speaking about the difficulties of management and he said, I realise now it's much harder than playing in terms of it being all-consuming a manager gets 50 problems a day and it's interesting what he was saying I mean it won't come as a surprise to, to too many people but it's always interesting to find out what's going on in, in, a, in a Premier League manager's head and he said this about playing it was interesting he said your playing career you're quite selfish it's all, you know it's about yourself mm. presuming yourself whereas of course a manager you can do all the coaching badges you can learn all the tactics you can figure out the opposition blah blah blah, blah. you've got to manage people mm. you've got to manage the players you've even got to be nice to the to the canteen staff you've got to, you know the, 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 the relationship with the chairman blah you blah, should blah, do that blah. anyway well of course you should yeah, of yeah. course you should and that, that's just his job though isn't it yeah talking about that uh-huh, yeah, that and, was and one might say it's an absolute piss take him complaining about that in the era of the head coach because mm. when we're talking about genuine managers if we're going back 2020 25 years yeah. you genuinely did have to do everything yeah. you had to do the transfers how many people in Guadalajara's team contract like 40 or something like that yeah, Guadalajara's exactly. got a massive team exactly. <laughs> do you remember it's years mad. ago Luke the, the manager of uh, was it Canvey Island yeah. who years ago he's one of those guys you talking about managers having to do everything when managers at that level years ago oh, I don't know yeah. if they still do yeah, would have to like mow the grass yeah. everything, at, like, the whole lot yeah. and during the game he's there and it's obviously like lower league football and he's shouting the barking orders this that the other. he turns around and sees a couple of those Oi get off the roof of that car seat it's going to collapse two kids sat in a porter cabin by the side of the pitch Get off the roof of that car, it's going to collapse. Right, you, tuck in. <laughs> so, I, I respect that sort Get of... Get warmed up, Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's got an octopus, he's everywhere. Yeah. I, I respect that sort of multitasking. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, use of the word carsy. <laughs> Absolutely. You don't hear it enough, do you? That has to be respected as well. You don't hear it enough. But I, I remember um, going to watch the, the London Lions basketball team, <laughs> and they had the cheerleaders on at half-time. And then, as soon as the second half you started... Left. They came into the crowd and started selling raffle tickets. Is that right? Yeah. Multitasking. I mean, a bit like Morris Volts at Fulham. 
Your yeah. Lakers girls aren't doing that. No, yeah. they're not. Definitely I should not. say well, Volzi was injured. He wasn't like... Yeah, what was Volzi? Volzi you meant to be right back at this what, time. What he he was selling raffle tickets. Uh, he was going around with a bucket to collect some charities. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, like old uh, John Pantel doing, doing his uh, lap of honour as well. Yeah. Very much part of his role. It wasn't for charity. That was just, but that was for just good spirits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's part of it, isn't it? Absolutely. Or as we call it nowadays, warming down. Yeah. <laughs> um, one, one thing that's, um, I think, gone a little bit unnoticed, certainly by me, possibly mm. because I wasn't paying attention, is, is that... Um, <laughs> Chelsea's defensive record since Thiago Silva's come in has been amazing. Mm. And I think bar that first... Mendy as well in goal. He's been good as well. Mm. But but I think bar that first game where Chelsea played against West Brom, they drew 3-0 and I Mm. think Silva looked a little bit at sea. Mm. He's picked up the speed of it absolutely incredibly well. And and, and they've kept so many clean sheets with him in the team now. Um, it can't be a coincidence. Mendy's probably played a part as well um, because he's not Kepper. But have you been, um, <laughs> have you been impressed with Lampard? You know, Tim Sherwood with A-levels, as you once called him. Yeah. You know, because they were leaking goals. Last season, that was very much a problem at the start of the season. But he's they seem to have shut it they up have. quickly. They have. And, and I think what regular listeners to this show will know is that I spend a proportion of the time talking absolute shit <laughs> and sometimes it comes back to bite you so I'm, I'll take it on the chin if he goes ahead and wins the Premier League this season um, mm-hmm. then you know good for him I mean that would be a surprise I'll, to many people but, but they've strengthened well I mean yeah. it's not just defensive strengthening with you know because if you think about when Liverpool went from being a good team to mm-hmm. a great team probably a lot of people the, the, the academic orthodoxy if you will would mm-hmm. be it's because they brought in Van Dijk and they brought in Alisson mm-hmm. well Chelsea have brought in Silva and they brought in Mendy and it could have as much of an impact. They're not going to go and do what Liverpool have done, but they might move, do a lot better than mm-hmm. people expect because of those things. But it'll also be in their case because they've strengthened in a really big way going forward as well. Mm. So, well, and, and, and the key point about this, by the way, is yeah. because this weekend, first game of the weekend, tomorrow uh, lunchtime, mm-hmm. when they go to St. James's Park to play Newcastle, mm-hmm. Turgo Silva's not available. So right. he's not going to play, mm-hmm. and it'll be interesting to see what act, sort of impact that has on the game. Yeah, I mean, if you were Frank Lampard, you don't have to. Yeah, so hopefully he's not sat on top of the Kazi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brucey, what are you doing up here? Um, uh, do you think um, Steve Bruce, Steve Bruce, uh, will be uh, relishing <laughs> Dutch this? Dutch manager Steve Bruce. <laughs> that, they've got a fine tradition of Dutch managers across Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they play the sexy football, but yeah. um, Thiago Silva's not going to be there. Will Brucey think, right, lads? Let's use some of this attacking flair that I know we have. And let's go at them. Marcus that sounds just like him. Will he, will he think, Andy, will he think, let's get the ball on the deck and let's get amongst this rubbish. <laughs> let's get stuck into this rubbish. rubbish. <laughs> Is that what he's going to do? Yeah, yeah gonna probably. Play the I'd, I'd love to have, um, I'd love to have... Um, <laughs> Frank Lampard shout to Thiago Silva who's failing to deal with a highball coming over fuck's sake Thiago yeah. like a man caught between two bus stops <laughs> well, well, it'd be great to have like non-league slash yeah. Sunday league shouts mm-hmm. from tracksuit managers on, that's, that was at Hearts at the Premier League it's not non-league well, <laughs> sorry, apologies to Hearts fans apologies to Jambos everywhere yeah, top but, tier side other but, than Dark Forces putting but, them down <laughs> <laughs> it was just banter. Um, it would be amazing to have for just for a day, just a, a, day. a, a Sunday league tracksuit manager, mm. manager a Premier League team. Yeah. Just hear what comes out of the mouth. Oh, big time! It'd be great. Yeah. I think it would be. We're all in favour for that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have a quick break. It's just a bit too long. Yeah, I love a bit of Phil Neville commentary. (laughs) (laughs) Does anyone else think that sounds like Luke singing? 
Oh, get out of here. Oh, you've it hit, really does. You've hit him where it hurts. So I'm getting really pelters nice. today. <laughs> I never said it was terrible singing. I said it sounded like you singing. It is terrible singing. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. that's not objective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we all talk about the time that we got together in, in, in my old flat and watched El Clasico. El Brassico. El Brassico. And that's... later on in Luke's game, we've got Spell Brassico. Well, that, and that was, if we do, and that was, that, that was Pet versus Jose as well. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Five, five nil, that was it, the five niller. In that, that, it was, yeah. And uh, Luke, in a similarly historic yeah. event, after the game, did a bit of a, a bit of an acoustic set, didn't you? I think I've been boozing. Do you know, yeah. I don't remember that. I think I've been boozing. You had the decks out. Yeah. In the, uh, it, was, it was heady days, guys. I remember the... Heady uh, days. But I've enjoyed Luke singing and, and acoustic-ing before. Yeah. Um, it's very I, much like the Manchester Free Trade Hall where people formed bands after watching the sex <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say it's very much like the fact that everyone says they were there. Yeah. Even though <laughs> yeah, there were only yeah, 10 people there. Yeah. Anyway, let's get off ridiculous uh, music careers and crap singing with some of this. Hello, ladies and gents. Two weeks ago, this isn't me, by the way, speaking. <laughs> this is an email. You should have said that. It sounds a bit like an, an agony art column, like a lonely hearts column. <laughs> Get some of that background music. Yeah, yeah. Two weeks ago, I was listening to the podcast whilst picking up my wife from work and hearing Kate's voice. She remarked that it sounded like her spunky sister. What's a spunky sister? Oh, dear. It's like an energetic, energetic kind of yeah, joy de viva sister, yeah. In an yeah, Australian I, sense. I, yeah. I, I spunk in England means something like different. <laughs> yeah. But in Australia, it's a bit of, bit of sort of testosterone. Give it a bit of spunk. You, you're yeah. the school spunk. Yeah. It's again meant something very different here. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, Andy. <laughs> Come on. Oh. Come on, yes. Do you want to play Pete's dog eating a carrot? <laughs> That make you feel better. Yeah, I think it would. Uh, uh, anyway, that got us wondering what family roles you would assign to the other members of the group. We agreed on the following: Marcus and Jim, elder brothers with responsibility; Luke, studious nephew who whines about stuff. A studious, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, uh, Kate, spunky sister, is mentioned above. <laughs> Jules, charismatic cousin who owns the room. Mm. Yes, Andy, wise head of the family. Your words, not mine. <laughs> uh, Pete, naughty stepchild who is often uninvited from family gatherings. Stepchild. I think we could all agree on not that. Even bored into not even a permanent member of staff. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? Guys? How are you and Jim, elder brothers with responsibility? I don't know how Jim's got in there. <laughs> Not at all. (laughs) Do you guys agree with the above? Or more importantly, do the fellow Ramble listeners agree that Pete would be most fun at a family gathering, but would probably get everybody into trouble? Cheers, Sid and Nav. I'm a bit... Well, cheers, Sid and Nav. That was excellent. I'm a bit gutted for Vish. Yeah. I know what you mean. I I think for those of us who who, um, have have been at family gatherings with Pete Donaldson... I think it's probably fair. Mm-hmm. Vish hasn't got a mention at all there. Vish is... I, I would have put Vish to bed by that point because, <laughs> yeah. you know... Well, he's a baby. <laughs> no, he's my son, isn't he? Oh, okay. I think Vish would be at the buffet table and, and just, just stuff on his face. Is that a dig? He loves, no, he loves eating. He loves cooking. He's talking about it this week. Oh, oh doing a lot of cooking during lockdown. Well, why is he not in the kitchen preparing the food why for everybody? Why have Sid and Nav not even mentioned him? Yeah. That's what I'd like to know. I think it's an absolute He could be disgrace. the spunky brother. He could be. Yeah. Or the naughty stepchild's best mate. Yeah. Who turns up and you feel a bit sorry for him. In his Honda Jazz. Yeah. There we go. Thanks for that, Sid and Nav. <laughs> Next time, have a bit of respect for Vish. <laughs> um, right. I've got an email here. 
It starts off Marcus, which uh, the emailer has spelt incorrectly. Yeah. He's used a K instead of a C. Not a difficult name, is it? Not a difficult <laughs> name to spell that. German World Cup Marcus. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Marcus Babel. Yeah. Um, frig off, you hoser. <laughs> <laughs> is, that a, is that some sort of greeting? Yeah. Continue to confuse Canadians with Americans, and I'm sorry, but you'll get several more strongly worded emails. That's strongly worded, isn't it? <laughs> um, uh, Incorrectly worded emails. <laughs> <laughs> also on a similar but unrelated note if you want to credit America with Ryan use Ryan Gosling they can have him sorry and warmest regards a Canadian I love it how he apologises that's yeah, classic yeah, Canadian, Canadian <laughs> behaviour exactly the sort of stuff you get from America's hat yes exactly yeah um, Ryan Gosling of course is, is very much Canadian um, Ryan Reynolds <laughs> you um, I, I wish this person would have left the, their name um but you know, I don't know. Let, let's let's call him Brian Adams. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Ryan Reynolds, of course, became uh, an American citizen in 2018. Don't look at me. You're on your own. So, I'm not getting involved. So shove it up your bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> up yours with a rusty one. Ah. <laughs> this will run and run. Exactly. I hope. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, uh, so so there we are. Um, so you can frig off your hoser, whatever that means. If that's particularly bad, I can't imagine it is. I, I, I feel like it might. He might wanted to. I thought initially he wanted to say loser, and it's a yeah. typo. But the L and the H in the keyboard aren't that close, so he must mean hoser. Yeah, I mean I'm happy with it because I mean you know frig off is it's, it's quite amusing. Yeah. Is, is that the, not related to get the attention? Yeah, exactly. Is that yeah. not related to that band, the the hosiers? They're, they're hoosiers, aren't they? Are they? Oh, Andy. Are, ho- uh, are they Canadian or American? I can't remember. We yeah. now sound like the oldest man in the world. Indeed. Um, but I should say show at footballramble.com for people to email in at footballramble on Twitter as well. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah. I just love the face. So Canadian. There's two sorries in that email. We're yeah. having a go at me. Yeah. Marvellous. Oh, we love you, Canada. God bless you. And we had a marvellous time when we did our live show at, at Toronto. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's. Uh, we've too already... much muck in a boot for my taste. <laughs> indeed, Andy. Indeed. Talking of taste, they, uh, what about that poutine we had? Uh, Vladimir oh, poutine. Oh, now you're talking. That was delicious. Yeah. yeah that yeah. was actually delicious. Yeah. And, it, and it, did, it really did solidify my opinion that Canada is my favourite. American state. Ladies and gentlemen, Sunday, 12 o'clock. It's Fulham versus Everton. 12 nearly, o'clock. Nearly a bit of a Freudian slip yeah. there, Andy. Um, it, it, what do you think? Is it going to be a bit of a feisty one, considering James Rodriguez is going to be playing? Now, he's angry, of course, because there are reports suggesting that he was involved in a fight with his Colombian teammates, Jefferson Lema and Davison Sanchez, following uh, another defeat for the Colombian national team, uh, this time against Uruguay. But he has denied all of this in quite a long uh, statement as well. Uh, which he threatens legal action against yes. no one in particular at yeah. the end and at the top he dates it and puts where it's written from so he puts Liverpool Inglaterra but he spelt Inglaterra wrong yes. as, as we were looking at earlier mm. did Rudy Giuliani write that letter? <laughs> oh, blimey. Oh, blimey. I don't. I just feel for Hamez. I, I think. I think if you said to me who's getting I, don't, I can't imagine him fighting in the first place but if you said to me 
he James Rodriguez got in a fight with Jefferson Lerma and Davison Sanchez. Mm. I'm thinking you're going to get battered. Yeah, I was going to say you get battered against one of them, <laughs> let alone both of them. Yeah, Lerma gets booked like 500 times a season, doesn't yeah, he? He's hard as well. <laughs> so I just and Davison Sanchez is hard and fast. Yeah. Mm. So I, I just think you're not really got. It's hard to think of the tactic you would employ to fight them both. Yeah, I know. I mean, just maybe be maybe he's still got that massive big uh, insect. Oh yeah. That that what was, was it? His, locust. I think I was like it was like a big a, grasshopper or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like an enormous grasshopper on his yeah. on his shoulder. In 2014, maybe just like just flick that out. Second boy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know, uh, but but of course he has denied this. It is just uh, uh, reports. Um, but bottom line, they really need him to show up in this because yes. um, I, I think it's they're playing Fulham. Yeah. yeah, but it's easy yeah, to look. At, him to it's up. easy to look at Fulham and and, and say it's going to be a push over. But the reality is, Everton have have, have been on a mini bad run, which yes. a lot of people are, are calling a leveling out. Mm. Uh, and uh, you know, a lot of people saying that maybe um, people jumped the gun in saying that they transformed at the start of the season. It's, it's going to take time, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think given that they've reconstituted the major part of their team in mm. bringing three new players into midfield, there, there are going to be little ups and downs. But that being said, they really need to win out of this. Yeah, yeah and, and I, do, I do think part of their run has been that we we are not really fully calibrated with what teams are good and what teams aren't. So you look at yeah, maybe. so you look on paper and you go, okay, they played Southampton, they played Newcastle, they played Manchester United, right? And they lost all three of those games. In other seasons, you would say, okay, well, losing to Southampton and Newcastle United is a disaster. Mm. But is it a disaster? I mean, it's losing against Southampton away from home at this season, it doesn't look like a disaster to me at the moment. And they had their chances to beat United particularly, didn't they? They did. That was not a 3-1 game. No. It was, it was a, the, th- the third goal was at a very late on and they were pushing and pushing. Um, they also had a lot if of If you're trying to get rid of the beauty of an Edinson Cavani goal, I want no part of that, by the way. <laughs> no, tr- well, no, I'm not trying to do that. Right, good. They also had their chances against Newcastle as well. So look, look I, I think it's probably a little bit early to say that Everton are now kind of levelling out and they're going to finish about 10th or whatever just because the Premier League season is so open. And Marcus, you're the kind of designated Fulham correspondent. Oh, yeah. They've shown a little bit more recently, haven't they? But what, yeah. what, what, what do you think about them playing Everton at home? I think it's going to be a home win right in front of <laughs> the free-to-air BBC crowd. And Morris Volts. Morris Volts. Well, I don't think he's going to be there. Um, I, I don't know about you guys. I get very excited about live, live Premier League football being on the BBC. So oh of the BBC. Fucking hell. And I tell you something, Fulham have deserved this. After all my moaning yeah. about the pay-per-view, finally there's been a bit of justice there. Your lobbying's been very effective. Extremely effective. Is yeah. it they're the only TV company that will put up with that dreadful draft off the Thames in November? Quite possibly. Well, it's worse now because that stand's gone. That's my point, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, they're, 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 the building work is, is very much underway and has been for a while. But um, I, they said, to me which match do you want on there I said the Adamola Lookman Derby Big time. get him back on the horse <laughs> yeah. that's what I want um, and uh, Mitrovic of course returning from international duty is he a bit of a wounded beast after that penalty miss against Scotland he's going to yeah. want to take it out on somebody well, will he ta- will, if they get a penalty will he take it well I don't know possibly it's not going to be Lookman is it no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean with, oh, I can just imagine Scott got... Parker looking around the dressing room I've got so many options for my penalty takers <laughs> getting... anyway, put your hand up if you've got Alphonse yeah. Ariola for fourth score yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah I mean if, if Lookman, if he stepped up and then tried it again, he's like, oh, you know, I, I didn't think he would. The kick would stand still again. You know? Well, I, I feel like, um, and you, you've touched on this before, Marcus. I think you mentioned it earlier this week mm. on the show we were on together, where you said that Mitro's got that in his locker when it comes to penalties. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, a good save from Marshall with that one. Yeah, but I, yeah, I don't know why um, Kearney's not on penalties. Yeah, is it just because Mitro's a bit of a bit of a 
alpha male kind of character. Well, like no, because if you think about that that uh, other one with Fulham, I mean, they've had a you know recent history of, of penalties when uh, uh, when Abu Kamara um, took the one off Mitrovic in the home game against yeah. Huddersfield about what was it would be two, two seasons or three, ago. two yeah. seasons ago probably yeah, yeah. Uh, in a, in a huge game and Mitrovic was the penalty taker and he was like no I want to take this and he took it off Mitrovic and then Mitrovic actually kissed him on the head and gave him his blessing as like well yeah. okay one of us has to step aside here because yeah. the, the damn kick's got to be taken and, and yeah. this is ridiculous fortunately for Mitrovic then he got the only goal of the game in injury time about you know five or ten minutes later mm. so it is a bit of a funny one I mean with Mitrovic he will have the confidence to, to step up and take it um, and really with the penalty you know, he scored one at Leeds yes he missed one um, at uh, Sheffield United was it mm. so I mean yeah but I, mean, I don't want to get bogged down talking about penalties you know one might not happen but I think this is you say this is a must win for Everton I mean Fulham what are they four points they're one point I think above the relegation zone They, you don't want to rely on teams being crapper than you do you know what I mean? Well, sure, but don't you think to an extent, mm. Marcus, they can play with a certain amount of freedom? Because even after that win with the West Brom, mm. I, I don't think there's anyone I know who follows football in England who doesn't expect Fulham to get relegated. Right. Well, you're looking at one. Yeah. Well, apart from you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, on, on that on that note, um, a bit of a curveball, so I have not put anyone on the spot here, mm. but Tosin Adarabayo, who mm. plays at the back for Fulham now, obviously got him from, from Manchester City. I remember seeing him play in the League Cup for Man City a few seasons ago. Yeah. And he was outstanding, mm. like an outstanding prospect. Mm-hmm. I know that he spent some time on loan at Blackburn, and he's 23 now. Mm. And I was kind of, I, at the time, I was absolutely sure mm-hmm. that he was going to be a centre-back that's going to come through as part of this investment that Man City have made, not just in signing players, but bringing the academy on and all the rest of it. And he's never really done anything for Manchester City. I don't think he's ever made a league appearance for them. What's he look like at Fulham? Well, he's, I mean, he's not been there very long, but I mean, Fulham have looked much better defensively if you think about the start of the season. Yeah. I felt sorry for old Michael Hector, who didn't have a good start. He was good in the championship. We've seen that many, many times before when yeah. a player doesn't quite do it. And I think Parker, he needed a few reinforcements there. And uh, your man from Leon. Um, Andy, who you uh, derived. Joachim Anderson. Yeah, and Anderson uh, came in and has done all right. Um, so I, th- I think, yes, Fulham looked defensively a lot better. Mm. But I mean, uh, you know, they need to look a lot, 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 lot better. Yeah. Uh, a lot better is good, but we need a few more lots in there, <laughs> yeah. uh, is what I'm saying. And, so it'll uh, be a test for Everton. See, we'll, we'll see well, where Everton's will. at, but it'll be a test for Fulham well, as well. We've had an international break, and, and that can, you know, teams who have had bad runs, they welcome that break. Everton are, are like that. Fulham probably hitting a little bit of uh, form, a if you can call it. A little bit of little form. Little bit of form. Uh, if you can call it that so I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it and of course it's on the BBC so lovely old job and yeah. um, we mentioned uh, the, the reported bust up there from James Rodriguez well apparently there was another reported bust up in, in the world of football I'm sure there was a hell of a lot more than just two but yeah. uh, the ones that have been reported was the Colombia one and the one at Arsenal between David Luiz and Danny Ceballos yeah according to the report uh, it left Ceballos on the ground with a scratch on his nose this was from last week um, this was reported by David Ornstein at The Athletic yeah. who we all like know and like nice fella lovely mm-hmm. fella good Brilliant journalist as well, by the yeah. way. But then Sabayas retweeted this with just the word fake in capital letters. Well, he would do because I think the reason for that is because I think that it, it, only only football journalists mm-hmm. appear to be this unique breed of people <laughs> which are, who are... Like they look at a training ground bust up like they've just stumbled upon a massive gold nugget that yeah. they've just kicked out of the ground <laughs> and like no one's ever seen it before. Mm. Everyone who's played football at any kind of level mm. knows that this kind of stuff goes on all the time. Oh yeah. And so I don't I don't I don't 
I don't know why it's always such big news when it's reported well, because, because it's people, happened years and time and time again. Yeah, but people care about this more now because football's more mediatized, don't they? Mm. I, I don't. I don't think it's unreasonable. What's your cut off though? For it to be a story. What's your cut off for it to be a story and not be a story because it happens all the time. John Hart's and Al Berkovich story. That's a story. Yeah, we kicked saw, him in the face. We saw That's the video of it. Yeah, yeah. I think this is a story for a, for a, a, a couple of reasons. One, it's Arsenal and they're an absolutely huge club. Two, Danny Ceballos has been involved in a fairly publicised set to with one of his junior teammates. He has got form for it, hasn't he? Before a game this season. And three, what we have to underline is that fake doesn't mean fake anymore Mm. in a post-Trump world. Fake means, I don't agree with this. Yeah, I've got four words for you. Ashley Cole, air pistol. (laughs) (laughs) I was expecting Make America Great Again, so I feel (laughs) quite... Joey Barton, cigar. (laughs) (laughs) Not on the training ground. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. But I mean, the bar has been set very high in the past, is what we're saying. So is this, it makes me sad to use the words of Bunk from The Wire, how far we done fell if, if, um, if someone's got a little scratch on their nose. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's just fake, it's fake news. It's fake news. <laughs> We've had fake better news. bust-ups in this studio. Uh, we, we have, And yeah. we'll have one later. Indeed we will. Yeah. Uh, Jefferson Lerma's coming in. Well, of course, Leeds are, are against Arsenal on Sunday. Good game, that. Yeah, that looking, forward to, good looking forward should to it. Really is he going to feature in our four to score? Let's find out, Luke Moore. You will find out very shortly. Um, but before we get to our picks, we want to let everyone know that this week marks Safer Gambling Week. Safer Gambling Week is a betting industry initiative designed to promote safer gambling in the UK and Ireland. As everyone knows, this preview show is sponsored by Betway. As a result, safer gambling is a topic that's very important to all of us here. Um, to investigate it further and to ensure that we're all doing as much as we can to promote gambling in a safe way and to mark Safer Gambling Week, Jim and I sat down with Alan Algar, uh, Betway's Head of Communications, last week to learn a bit more about what Betway do to ensure their customers are able to stay in control in a safe gambling environment. If you want to see that or you're genuinely interested in, in, in what that's all about, take a look at Betway's social media channels at Betway if you fancy uh, watching and listening to us grill Alan on a whole host of issues around responsible gambling and, and drilling down into Betway's commitment to making it as safe as possible for bettors. Um, Betway want you to bet the responsible way and are fully committed to safer gambling as, of course, we are here at Football Ramble. So to find out more, go to safergamblinguk.org or head to the responsible gambling section of the Betway website or app. Right, now it's time for Betway's 4 to score. Entry to Betway's 4 to score is free. Each week, pick the first, pick the best, I'll get it right in a minute. Pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply. I am kind of upset to report that Marcus Speller is suffering a crisis of confidence <laughs> in four to score. Yeah. We had a little chat beforehand. Yeah, we did. Uh, he's, he's, it's a measure of the man that he is, that he steps up with game one and he wants to get back on the horse. I won't say some of the words that were exchanged. Some, so it might destroy the illusion that people might have of the man. Would you call it a bust up? I'd call it a pathetic. Fake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the first game is Leeds v Arsenal, Sunday at 4.30. Marcus, you're up to set us off on the good, on the good way uh, forward. Uh, Sunday 4.30, Leeds v Arsenal. Who have you gone for? Patrick Bamford. Fair enough. Not bad shout, I don't think. That's probably what I would have picked mm. if it were me. And as we know, I've got an excellent record this season. <laughs> uh, game two, Liverpool v Leicester, Sunday, 7.15. Our mate Jim Campbell picked this one. Here's what he had to say. Hello to the extended Football Ramble universe. Uh, here we are, it's four to score. Uh, I've got Liverpool versus Leicester. And as we know, Liverpool, are very unfortunately, have had a lot of injuries, particularly to their back line. If there's 
anybody is going to be a fox in the hen house and exploit that it is of course sir jamie vardy so i'm going to go for jamie vardy uh, just because he's got a great record against bigger teams generally and he just likes to be an absolute nuisance so yeah jamie vardy is my pick for fourth to score that's jim there with his head mm. sounding like he's literally got it in a freezer yeah which is great stuff for the for luke's game coming up next <laughs> um uh, game number three monday 5 30 uh, it's a treat having a Monday 5.30 game. Yeah. The traditionalists among... Burnley versus Crystal <laughs> yeah. Palace. The, the oh, traditionalists among us won't like it. Um, Burnley v Crystal Palace. Andy, who have you gone for? I've gone for Eberich Eze. Nice. Because um, great goal for him in the last round against um, against Leeds. And I just feel he's all set to explode. He's yeah. just such an exciting player. Oh, yeah. And they're a good away team as well, Crystal They Palace. are, very good. Uh, the final game is uh, game four. Wolves v Southampton following Burnley v Crystal Palace. Wolves v Southampton kicks off at 8pm. I've gone for Raul Jimenez. Of course you have. Because that's just how it goes. Yeah. Got to do it. Contractually it's, required. It's become a tradition. So um, when, when, when Jim broke ranks, he got it right, didn't he? He did that one time. Mm. That, that's, the, that's the exception <laughs> that proves the rule. So uh, in summary, uh, Patrick Bamford, Jamie Vardy, Ebi Eze and Raul Jimenez are our four picks. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply. You must be aged 18 or over to gamble and do gamble responsibly. For more information on that, head to begambleaware.org. And if you want to find out more about Safer Gambling Week, it's safergamblinguk.org as well. Okay, good luck with all your picks. Let us know how you get on, because now it's time for the highlight of the week for me. <laughs> it's always a game literally named after me, so that's probably why. It's this. It's one of those games that's quite difficult to explain, but you'll get it as soon as you start hearing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of admin before we get started. Shout out to the Papa Gatto on Instagram, who shared with me a screenshot of a Player of the Year trophy mm. for his under-8s team he coaches, the Blue Unicorns, engraved with fire in the belly, head in the freezer on it. Yes. Inspiring a whole new generation of youth with that. <laughs> uh, if you it. want to see it, head to my Insta, at Luke Aaron Moore. Um, I'll share a lot more of that stuff as it comes through as well. Um, should probably point out that, sadly, mm. the Blue Unicorns are only won one game all season yeah. but would they have won even that if they didn't have that slogan they sound probably, like the Blue Brazil probably not yeah they do a bit the yeah. Blue Unicorns um, so yeah fire in the belly head in the freezer is the yeah, name yeah. of the game this week it's an eagerly anticipated um, uh, fixture it's actually I tweeted about it yesterday yeah. and I've had more likes on that tweet than I've ever had before about a fixture of Luke's game it's the people's <laughs> champ the lineal champ the number oy, one seed oy, oy. Marcus Speller Versus Andy, the top brass brassel, ex-champion, of course, ex-number one seed. Uh, it's, it's a huge, huge game today. Stakes are very high. Um, a quick note from the reigning champ before we start, Marcus. How are you feeling? Champion of Luke's game. I know what I am. <laughs> Just got to get that in because yeah. I might not be able to say it after this. Yeah, exactly. It's a bit like when Chelsea won the Champions League that time. And then what did they get put out of the group stage or something like yeah, that? But for, so. for the season until they, the final was completed in the following year. Andy, anything, to, to, it. anything to come back on? Uh, yes. Can I borrow your pen? Yeah, no, you can't. I need oh, it. what? No, you can if you want. There you go. Thank you. You have to sanitise it first, though. Successful. Oh, right. Okay. Hang about. What? What's wrong with favouritism? It's not favouritism. Can I, I, mean, I mean, to be fair, actually, Andy, I should probably say that you should come prepared. Can I borrow your laptop? No, no you cannot. Okay. <laughs> so those of you who want, want um, protocols for COVID to be satisfied, he has sanitised the pen. Yeah. And we are now, okay, good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, good good sonic um, punctuation, Andy. Yeah. Right. Here we go. Marcus, you're the uh, champion. So yes. Andy gets to go first. He does. It's uh, very as a challenger. I know. It's, it's nice a strange, strange situation, isn't yeah. it? As ever, a quick game is a good game. You do need fire in your belly. You need the head in the freezer. The first player, he's played for six clubs in total. He retired in 2004. Uh, he is known for a comedy piece of play, which I'm not going to go into further detail because it might be a clue. 
It's Phil Bab. Big Bab. Phil Bab. Six okay. clubs in total, Phil Bab. 1989 his career started, retired in 2004. How many do I hear from you, Andy, as an opening bid? Um, I'm going to go for three as an opening bid. It's a solid yeah. opening bid. Right in that sweet spot, Marcus. It is, isn't yeah. it? Uh, I'd like Andy to name the three. Okay, so Andy, straight off the bat, you've got a chance to go one nil ahead against the reigning champ. Blackburn Rovers. Blackburn Rovers, straight in there. What? That's incorrect. Oh dear, oh dear, Andy. Are you kidding? No. Phil Bab never played for Blackburn Rovers. <laughs> that is 1 0 to Marcus. Unbelievable. Spiller. Who did he play for? Well, I'm about to tell you. Please do so. Thanks for asking. <laughs> uh, playing your part. He uh, started his career at Bradford City. Yes. Went to Coventry City. I, rem- yes. I, had, Co- I had Coventry. Then he was at Liverpool, of yeah. course. Yes. We all know. Yeah. Spent a bit of time on loan at Tranmere Rovers. Oh, I wouldn't have gone that. I won a, one team I thought Sporting. Sporting. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And then he finished his career at Sunderland. Um, for those listening, um, and you're obviously playing along at home, and, and you're welcome to do so, mm-hmm. and we encourage it, in fact. When you're sat there as the host, and someone of the football knowledge of Andy says, yeah. a, ta- says a name of such kind of convin- conviction, yeah, 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 yeah. it makes you go and check. Well, that's what happened to me when, he, when I was, uh, the one time when I guest hosted when you were away, Luke, and I uh, yeah. did managers, and, and for Roy Hodgson, he went, Chelsea? Yeah. And I'm thinking, yeah, no, I never. didn't do that on purpose, though. <laughs> yeah. I, I did Blackburn on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right, 1-0 to Speller. Cool. Great, great opening, uh, great yeah, opening right. round. Yeah. Um, you're, f- you're up first this time, Marks, yeah. of course. This player's played for five clubs in total. He's still playing. Wow. In fact, his career started in 2005. He is Shane Long. Shano. Mm. Shano. Oh, Andy. That is unbelievable. He's played for five clubs. Yep. Sure has. If you get one of them, I'll give you the money myself. <laughs> um, I'll go two. Uh, do I hear three from you? Well, I, I don't think is I can do... once bitten, twice shy, Marcus? I, I don't think I can do more than two, but I'm going to have to do three. On the front foot. Mm. You like to see it. I do I like you, to see it. He could be bluffing, though. Purists out there mm. would love to see an aggressive play. I mean, Jim Campbell's yeah. had a great amount of success over the years. He's been mm. a former champ, but he's very defensive, so he's not the people's champ. No. Speller is normally super aggressive. That's why people like him. <laughs> Andy, you are going for three here. I am. You, can I hear four from you? No, I want Andy to do his three. You're not going to go four? Well, just tell them. Normally, Andy just looks at me and goes, go on, and, you, and, he, and he dictates yeah. the play. So I'm just trying just to do it back. I think you have to be reasonable and know that anyone's going to get a two here. Okay. So that's why. I've had to go three. Go okay, on, final. You want no, I want Andy to. Do okay, three. Andy, please name three. Southampton. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, I, should, I jumped the gun there. Sorry. Yeah, it's all right. Reading. Appreciate it. You respect the process. <laughs> Trump. One more for you for your for your point. <sighs> this is hard. A big exhale. Come on. Need to push you, mate. Sheffield Wednesday. No, Afraid dear, not. Dear. It's two 0 to Marcus. Could have, been, um, could have I, I was, I was literally guessing from ninety yeah. clubs. You could, yeah. have, you could, <laughs> have, could have had Hull City, maybe. Could have had Hull City. Hull mm. City. Could have had Hull City. Um, you telling someone else to hurry up is a bit rich. <laughs> <laughs> Shane Long started his career at Cork City. Yeah. He then went to Reading, as uh-huh. you've all correctly yes. mentioned. West Brom. Of course. Hull City. I have and no memory of him playing for West Brom. He's currently at Southampton. Oh. Yeah. That's 2-0 to Marcus. I'll tell you what, we're, 
I don't think Andy's ever been whitewashed before, but I, it's on. You said a, you said a quick Kate, game is a good game. Didn't Kate beat him three? Yeah, she three did. Nil, oh, this year? Okay. Yeah, she did. Okay. Yeah, I have thrown a two uh, lead away against yeah. Andy before, so I'm no, and it's a very dangerous score in Luke's game. As it, is, it is. So I am not <laughs> counting my chickens. It is. Okay, so two nil to, to Marcus Speller. Andy, you're up first. Um, four clubs, Kevin Nolan. Big Kev. Right. Kevin Nolan. Just played for four clubs. Interesting, that. It's a very solid start from you, Marcus. Andy, can I push you for a bid, please? Right. I'm going to go for all four. Marcus, you've got oh, nothing to do. I'm, I'm very impressed with that. You can't, you can't do anything, Marcus. It's all down to Andy. Mm-hmm. This is high stakes, by the way. Oh, yeah. You're going for a clean sweep to stay in the game. Yeah, but it shows, you, it shows you the mark of Andy, Still got confidence, yeah. He's 2 nil down. He's on the brink, and yet he goes, you know what, I'm going to do all four, and I respect that, Andy. And if you take this belt off me, I will give it to you gladly if you do this. <laughs> the best players. Oh, we don't want to see you take your belt off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a belt these days. Yeah. Right, here we go. <laughs> okay, then, um, go ahead. Bolton Wanderers. That's correct. Newcastle United. That's also correct. West Ham United. That's also correct. Leighton Orient. That is correct. Yeah, well played, sir. 2-1. Um, the reason that's an interesting one is because mm. he was registered as a player for Notts County. Well, that's, that's the curveball, right, But he it? never played for them. Yeah, yeah, never yeah. Played for and them. we've been there before, haven't we? We have. Diddy Haman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, good stuff. Marcus, you're up first this time. It's 2-1. Mm. Um, he's pulling on your coattails now. This player has played for four clubs as well. He retired in 2014. Um, he's one of the world's best players. He certainly was at the time. Uh, Kaká. Kaká. Hmm. How many do I hear from you? I'm going to do all four. Oh, good for Ooh. you. Good for you. This is great stuff. <laughs> all four to stay in, then all four for the win. Great. It's vintage. It's vintage stuff. At the Come top on. of the game, we expect this kind of standard. Yeah. Right, so all four clubs that Kaká's played for, please, one at a time. If only I can remember them. If you remember any of them. <laughs> okay, let's start with the easy ones. AC Milan. That's correct. Real Madrid. That's also correct. Sao Paulo. That is also correct. Orlando City. Marcus Speller wins! There it is! (laughs) Well played. Well played. (laughs) Very well played. Fantastic play. I'll tell you what. When you, when you, when and you... still, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just, I, I like the feel of this belt, Andy. <laughs> you are gonna have to rip it off him. <laughs> um, the final player, you would have gone first, Andy. He played for eight clubs in total. We've mentioned him already on the show today. He's still playing now. Thiago Silva. How many could you have named? Oh, pretty much all of them. I think. Okay, pretty much all of them. Yeah, it doesn't matter. How many? How many has he done? Eight in total. How, oh, what's come your, on, let's what's do, your let's bid? do it. What's let's your bid? Come on. Um, my bid would be. Five, Marcus. A fair, but I can't do five. Name your five, then, mate. Chelsea, Milan. Hang on, hang on. Let me get, let me get, my, <laughs> let me sort myself out. You'd already logged off. Yeah. You're thinking it's Friday. <laughs> we're done. Spellers one right. again. No, I'm, not, I'm not having the patronising tick pick. Right, Andy, Andy, right. do you know what? In, 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 in true sort of match reporting style, I at 2-0 up, I think he'd already started writing his match report there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get home. So who have you said so far? Uh, Chelsea. Yeah. Um, doesn't want the tick. Why? Are you, oh, he doesn't want it. No, he's complaining about it. Oh, Milan, right. correct. Paris Saint Germain, correct. Yeah, that's all right. Fluminense, correct. Ah, go on for four one. Pretty much all of them. <laughs> Get this right, Andy. It's four one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Corinthians. Oh! Oh! The thing is, he was at both 
Dynamo Moscow was and he? Porto without uh, playing in for either of them. Who was he, Andy? Well, this is the controversial situation because mm. he played for Porto B. Yeah, which, that which, doesn't, well, look, that it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't, doesn't it, matter. Oh, look, look I'll tell you what, give him the point. <laughs> All right, <laughs> three, two. <laughs> and guess what, Andy? Guess what's still the case? Max Sitting on top of the world. a little bit of spice. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what a spicy way to finish the show and set up your weekends. Uh, another win for me. And my goodness, the belt feels good. Yeah, and before we go, I just want to put a quick uh, shout out there as well. Um, for those of you, if you've enjoyed the show today, as we've enjoyed making it, and we hope you have, please go and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I mean, it's a great deal, not just to me, Marcus, Andy, and the rest of the guys on there, but also the team as well. You know, you've got Finn, you've got Charlie, you've mm-hmm. got... Katie, you've mm. got Nat, you've got John, you've got loads of people behind the mm. scenes making this show happen. They work really hard. It'll be a testament to them as well. So head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. It takes 10 seconds of your time and we'd really appreciate it. Absolutely right. Mm. Five-star review for us, five-star review for me yes. on Luke's game. <laughs> you are the five-star <laughs> performer on the five-star show that is the Football Ramble. Indeed I people am. People will be gunning for you. I'd, I'd say so. I've heard a rumour it's Jim Campbell next week on the Friday. Ooh. Is that right? So you might have your work cut out for you, mate. Look at Marcus Mount now. Look yeah, at that conga. Pumping. Social distance conga <laughs> it's more of a caterpillar socially distanced yeah. well there we are ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway it's been an absolute pleasure uh, of course uh, we will be back on Monday maybe not us three do this um, all again we just do, do, do this wonderful ramble routine uh, but thank you very much Luke Moore. thank you thank you Andy Brassel thank you thank you listeners see you on Monday this was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network.